Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to the new episodes of Radio Rehab. I'm Dana, and I'm a recovering addict and an alcoholic. I'm clean and sober right now, but I've struggled with the disease of addiction for most of my adult life. It began when I was a teenager. I've had bouts of sobriety, and even during the bad times, there's always been some part of me that wanted to live life the right way, the way I am now. This show isn't just for addicts, it's for everyone. Some of my guests will be familiar to you, but their stories will be new, heartbreaking, and awe-inspiring. If you aren't one of us, you surely know us. We are your wives. Your husbands. Your daughters. Your sons. And we've gone through hell to get to the other side. This show is dedicated to the ones who didn't make it. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana, here in studio with producer Shark. If you would like to write us, the email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. You can leave a message there anytime. We will always get it, even if we're not here in the studio. Also on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can also like and subscribe to us on iTunes, and then you will always be notified when the show comes out and you don't have to wait for me to tell you on Facebook because I do things slowly, kind of. Uh, So this is our post-meditation interview episode. This is the first episode since we did the interview with Noah Levine where we went to Against the Stream down in the Mission District, and producer Shar and I both meditated. Which I wasn't supposed to do, but I got sucked into it. I know, I don't know how you got sucked into it. I was like, because we were all going to go have tacos, and then you were like, well, I'll go have some tacos, but I got to come back to the studio, and then you stayed and meditated. I was surprised. Well, it was. It, it is interesting to me because it's, you know, meditation has been, it's been something that's kind of been, I want to say like in the last six months, people have been bringing it up to me, like Either they practice it or whatever. You know, like how it is when somebody brings something up for the first time and then all of a sudden everywhere you look, it's like, oh, everybody's doing this. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, meditation was one of those things. Somebody talked to me about meditation and then all of a sudden it's just like, you know, like a longtime radio friend of mine was just like, oh, freaking deeply into meditation. And it's just like everywhere. All these people are meditating. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. So I've always, and I've never really sat down and done it. So I was like, okay, this this would be interesting. Although I wasn't sure if I really wanted to go because I was so busy and I had stuff to do. And so, yeah, but then, you know, like it was, you know, like Noah was gracious enough to come all the way over here. So I figured it would be fun for us to, you know, go do something and hang out. Yeah. And so. And those tacos were amazing. And they were amazing. They were amazeballs. I was a total Papalotes in the Mission fan. I was like, I had my, my spots and I'm like, dude, La Taqueria, whatever. No, but. He was right. He's like, they're the best tacos in the mission. Those tacos were ridiculous. Yeah, they were yummy. And uh, and yeah, and so it was funny because we ended up, because we found a really good parking space. That, which is amazing. And I mean, then, that's like where I used to use. It was really weird parking there and walking <laughs> around there because that's like where I used to be on the streets 
in the mission. And I don't really want, you know, I go through there. I've been through there a lot since then. I just don't really do it often. I don't really walk around. So, mm-hmm. it, but it, doing it with you, I felt safe because it's not like I'm just going to get carted away or get struck loaded while walking down the street. <laughs> that I would let you. Home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you're going to hey, go sure, I got to run down this alley real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you later. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, but what was funny was, uh, Noah was like, you know, cause you were supposed to go. Yeah. You, you I said to... I was going to meditate. I'm like, why did I say I was going to meditate? I don't know how to meditate. This is going to be awful. I was freaked out about the whole and, thing. And he was just like, well, parking is really bad here. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, why don't we just take our tacos and go to the center and, and eat there before the class. And I wasn't planning to go to the class. And then as soon as I got into the car, his Noah's first thing to me was, well, now that you're going to the center, you have to go meditate. <laughs> I know. He's like, I can't take you back to your car, so sorry. And then I was just like, well, you know, I plan to lift anyways. I was like, you know, like you're trying to, you know. But at the same time, it's like part of me was just like, I really, I did want to do it. And I, and, um. And so it didn't take that much of a push. It was just one of those things. Yeah. But I just kind of fell into it. And it was... uh... And us doing it together because I felt like, you know, to use a gaming term, you know, noobs, everybody else in there, it's like what they do. And it's like, not like a cult, you know, but I mean, it's, it's their thing. It's like... You know, no different from the program. It's like it's what they do, and outsiders feel kind of. They, I mean, no one feels unwelcome, and I feel like there were other people in there who didn't do it often. Mm-hmm. Like one girl asked a question. My favorite part of the evening be, was um, explaining to producer Shar here what ketamine is, and you're probably wondering how, where the, did that come about in a group meditation? And it's because um, Noah had a question and answer session after the meditation and some girl described, I, I think the word she used where she was in a spiritual K-hole. And then, and everybody was laughing and I had to explain to producer Shar what a K-hole was <laughs> from, from having done ketamine in the past. But yeah, that's, that's definitely something I did not think was going to come out of the meditation. But you know what else? Um, I, I really felt like when I was in there, I felt like my head was mainly thinking about tacos. That's kind of what I thought I was thinking. But this whole past week after that interview or two weeks or whatever, my life has kind of changed. You know, things have really just gotten different for me. There have been things that have happened that have um, just normally would have freaked me out. They normally would have sent me into a tailspin. And they haven't freaked me out because... Something Noah said really struck a chord with me, and it was about not being attached to your thoughts and breaking your addiction to your mind. And somehow I've just been able to go, I'm not attached to that. You know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I can feel upset about it because this is actually an upsetting thing. But, oh, well, you know, it's it's not affecting me the way it... And I have friends coming up to me, and they've got the... Oh, I'm doing this, and I'm thinking that, and I'm upset about this. And I'm just having these reactions. They were like, dude, where the hell are you coming up with this stuff? And I really don't know. But I think it's from practicing to meditate because there's no other reason for it. So wait, you've been ever since that day. I've been practicing. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, no, none of that 30 minute shit. I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? But yeah, 30 minutes. According to him. Yeah. Remember afterwards, he turned around, looked at us and pointed to his watch and said, you just meditated for 30 minutes. <laughs> I didn't know what he was saying. He kept talking to you because oh. I, I pushed you to the front. I know. You were like behind me And I got into in the bed. recliner seat that was not good for somebody that's only been sleeping three hours a day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. No, that, yeah, that was like 
a bed that you were basically sitting in. It looked but really I didn't want to sit in the front. That's the thing. Noah was so sweet and he was so awesome because he took really good care of us. Oh, he's such a nice and, guy. And he, um, it was so crowded and it was, the place filled up real quick. We were in the back eating tacos so we didn't get a seat. Because when we got there, the place was kind of empty. And then yeah. when we got there, and then when he was just like, oh, grab a seat whenever, you, whenever you're ready. And we were just like, you and I were just chilling in the little room and finishing our dinner. And then when we went out there, it was full. I and know. So, oh, my God. There were people standing. Right. And he, uh, so he's just like, oh, if you guys want to sit, go, like, go grab those chairs you were sitting in in those rooms. Where we were eating And tacos. we were just going to, like, I was just like, oh, this is perfect. I'm just going to go plop it right by the door. So I'm going to be in the back of the room, like, back of the class yeah, type stuff. I know, but then he And he the straight up to the took front. the chair and, like, put, carried it over his head and carried it all the way to the front. And it was up front. I know. Right next to where he is. I was scared too. And I was like, oh no. I was like sitting there and like, I actually had, I was actually holding the chair that you sat in because you were using the other chair, the recliner chair, basically. But I didn't want to sit right in the front. So I was like, you take that chair. I'm going to sit here in the back. Yeah. But then when I sat into it, it's like, it's one of those chairs that you like sit into and you can't get out of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, so- it's like you're laying down. You're in a lay down position. It's like economy class or not economy class what is it business class if you're on an airline and, and the seat's back it's like that but it never comes forward right. once you sit back in it you can't get like it up 10 people are gonna have to help you up to yeah get you're gonna have it. to like somebody's gonna have to take your hand and pull you but but it was i loved it for the fact that it reminded me a lot of when i used to practice yoga and it made me wish that i was still yeah. practicing yoga. it reminded me of the time i took yoga for you because what were you doing that for team and training remember you did uh, some yeah, crazy did, ass yoga uh i was doing eight out uh, i did eight eight bikram yoga classes in a row right and to i raise took money one of those because to raise money for uh i was raising money for team and training right and so that wasn't the only time i've ever taken bikram yoga and i can this is back when i was drinking and using um, or no, I wasn't using at that point. I was drinking though, you know, and I was unhealthy and I felt so good after that, that I didn't want to put alcohol in my body, which when you have no desire at that, at that point in my life, you know, that was years ago. I didn't have any really desire. I was depressed. I didn't care, whatever to get sober. The fact that I didn't want to put something bad or toxic in my body afterwards was a weird thing to me. And that from that moment on is when people were bringing up yoga and meditation to me on a daily basis. Like, have you tried meditating? You really need to try meditating. Like, I mean, random people like like uh, my ex-boyfriend's dad. You know, his <laughs> parents are all they're kind of jubus or whatever. And then they, I think they were into meditation. Um, I think they were into yoga, too. I'm not sure. But. His dad would bring up to him, Danish should meditate, Danish should do yoga. And a lot of it, I think, is because people notice that I hold my breath. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get stressed out and I'm just like, oh, and I hold my breath and I'm not breathing. That's always, people have always come up to me and for no reason gone, breathe, because they could see I'm not breathing. So that's the other thing after we meditated. I've been breathing. Oh, I've been conscious because I've been, because I couldn't sleep. I have insomnia. I have all this crazy stuff. But he did like this one simple meditation thing. He told me something about counting your breaths. And I've been doing that when I get in bed. And then throughout the day, I just know, I, I keep trying to bring my focus back to my breath. And I know it sounds crazy, but I swear to God, it's changed my life. Oh, it's like everything is different now. I, I mean, like, I, and that was something 
that's why I think I had a little bit of an advantage because of all the yoga practice I had right. years ago. Yeah, yeah, because you were doing a lot that, of yoga. That, uh, like, the meditation wasn't as difficult as I was, like, you were kind of scared to do it. Yeah, because there's a meditation meeting, you know, in, in the program uh-huh. for the fellowship that I go to. And it, I, I swear to God, it's only five minutes of meditation. And I cannot stand those five minutes. Yeah. And with me, it was just like it was a little bit of like the, the letting go factor and um, and also the breathing, because I did practice a lot of breathing in yoga. And yeah, so it was it, it, it's like it, it just kind of brought me back to something that was a little bit familiar. It's different, but it was familiar. And so I liked it and it was really cool to the point that like, yeah, you, you like that, 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 that feeling was, it was, it was, it was cool. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I liked it too. And it's, it's given me a whole new outlook on life kind of to where I'm able to just not be attached. I think it was something that he said when he was leading the meditation about, let your thoughts come because I thought that meditators were people who are able to blank out their mind. And I'm like, I don't understand that those people are robots and I can never do that. And it was, I think in the interview, Noah made reference to it or something. And he said, people who say that they can clear their mind are lying. What you learn to do actually is just deal with your mind and not fight with it. (laughs) And that is just like a whole new thought process for me is allowing thoughts to come in. And it's just kind of thinking in my mind, like, I guess like a river and the thoughts come in and I just like let it float by. I see it, but I don't hang on to it. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm doing that, I watch when I see other people clinging to their thoughts. I then now I can see it. It's like I'm just awakened to something that's always been there. And it's so damn obvious, you know, but it's like now I'm able to put a word to it now. I'm able to name it, which is it's really been helpful to me. Like, this is something, I'm actually, I think I'm going to go try uh, Refuge Recovery also. I'm going to go to the, one of their meetings. Uh, where's Refuge Recovery? I, they have meetings all over the place. Uh, I think it, it's his. Um, he started it, Yeah, right? he started it. It's his kind of, like, recovery fellowship. And I think their headquarters are in L.A., but they've got meetings all over. I know there's like, like a ton of meetings here in the Bay Area. Okay. Lots of meetings in Berkeley and San Francisco. Um, in the North Bay. So I think I'm going to try that too and see what that's about. Because they were talking about there's some like questionnaire that, that they ask, or if you're an addict, there's some questionnaire that you have to go through that I guess is similar maybe to a fourth step. I don't know. Hmm. But the guy said, I heard a guy say, oh, it's brutal. And I was like, I'll be the judge of that. Like, <laughs> I've done three, four steps. I'll be the judge of what's brutal. And I like brutal. I'm like, bring it. <laughs> you That's know? Funny. Like, besides, I mean, I'll do anything to stay sober. So, then it's like, you know, the more, I feel like the more you do, the more you, like, enrich your life. Because, you know, I, I don't want to get stuck in any kind of a rut. I just mm-hmm. want to be able to do anything I can do for my sobriety. Like, I think I might want to take yoga. No. Yoga will definitely... um it it will definitely if you do it regularly i remember it was probably i was just kind of probably not quite not as quite as busy as i was now but i was working you were still busy though i was working pretty hard at that point but it gave me some balance in terms of it also gave me like cuz it was a commitment of i got to stop what i'm doing right now because i got to go to yoga and right and, yeah you were dedicated and it gave me um it just made me feel uh it just it made me feel like i was on a better schedule yeah you, know, you like were I really grounded you you weren't i mean not that you were ever an alcoholic but did you like kind of quit drinking 
Remember that? I wasn't really drinking. I, I, no, I never quit drinking. <laughs> well, I mean, but, you didn't have a drinking problem I, to quit, but... But, well, I, I just... You were eating healthier, and you that, weren't that, drinking, and rem- you were flexible. You could do that weird thing where you get on yeah, your knees well, and play the, at the wall. Well, the thing is, I'm just I'm a social drinker, anyways. Right. I don't really, and I'm a I was a bathroom drinker. Yeah, see, I, <laughs> I'm like I don't drink that regular. I, like I drink socially, so yeah. That, uh, but I do remember like the the eating healthy was a lot. It was different because I didn't feel like going, you know, like oh I got it. I'm hungry. One of my like. I'll go home and I'll eat freaking like you know corn and stuff as opposed to like oh I feel like I want a freaking you know burger you know whatever yeah it was just like pizza I it's just like I just didn't feel you didn't have the cravings for that kind of stuff it was and it was just it didn't take much I don't know what happened I just it just it didn't take much for me to go oh I don't feel like I want that stuff anymore yeah like that's what yeah that's what I was saying that one time I did the Bikram yoga like I did not want to put anything toxic in my body afterwards. Mm So I know that there is a hot yoga class that I found that I have a friend who goes to, and she specifically brought it up to me because she's like, it's like speed metal. It's like they play death metal and do yoga, and I'm like, okay. How is that? Isn't that? I have no idea, but I'm going to try That's a little ironic, it. isn't it? I, I think so, too. Maybe it's not death metal. Maybe she's just trying to get me to be interested. You know, maybe she's trying <laughs> to get me to be like, what? I got to go check that out. That sounds crazy. But um, it's something, well, there's loud music. Watch, I go, and it's going to be like fucking Rihanna or something. I'm going to be like, dude, get me out of here. I don't know if I'd like to. Uh, now that I have a problem with Rihanna specifically, I just don't want to say I don't know if it. I want to go, like, I know that that's kind of the thing now is like doing music with the yoga and all that. I don't know if I want that. I've never tried it. Like, well, the thing I know is I don't know what I'm doing with yoga, so I'm going to need to hear the teacher. Right. You know, like, I, so that's important to me is that I hear explanations or I'm just going to be sitting there and everybody's going to be facing me and I'm not going to know how it happened. Like, why am I not facing that direction along with the rest of the class? That's funny. So I definitely, but I definitely want to try it because it's just something that feels good. And and I need, I like, that night I took the yoga with you for those, the time you took eight classes in a row. I slept really good that night. Oh, yeah. You'll sleep, uh. Oh my god! You'll I slept sleep good. Sleep like you lights out when you're doing a lot. Yeah, of it felt great. My body felt great, and I was I had a toxic body at that point. You know, I mean, I was on the verge of who knows where I was cirrhosis wise. You know, but I'm sure my liver was just hating my ass. That's funny. You know, but I just felt clean and pure after I did that. Like after I sweat all that out, and now that I am actually clean and sober, you know, and have time under my belt that that. I'm, that I no longer sweat out chemicals. That's the other thing is I, I was so afraid to sweat back then because I didn't know what the hell was going to come out of my pores. You know what <laughs> I mean? I thought I might start tripping. But like now, you know, now I'm not afraid to sweat because I know that like my system's clean, <laughs> which is a whole new feeling for me. It's a great feeling though. But yeah, yoga, I literally was like, oh, now I'm going to have to go meditate with dude because I told him I would. And... I thought I was all sucked into it. I had no idea that the next day I would wake up and meditate. I and I don't. It's not even something I tried to make myself do. I don't. I have didn't write. There's not because you know me. Like I have to put post its up. You should see all the post its on my door. It's avoid the neighbor's black cat because he's always by the door and him and my cats. And it's like they'll go to war with my leg in between them, which sucks. I have to remind myself of that. I hey, did you forget your your vape? You know, I like all all these post its because I forget. I'm turning into my mother. I get in the car and I go back in my house like five times. It's the worst. I've completely become my mother. Uh, but like the meditation thing, I just do it. 
it's just it's and then it's not even it's only been like a week or whatever but it's just become something that I know I want to do and I know I need to do and like the whole thing about the way I you know freaked out when I lost my dad and wasn't able to grieve like I can totally see this as being such a helpful thing and that I don't have to be attached to these feelings and they're not going to kill me mm-hmm. you know which is really cool it's really cool it's helped me um it's helped me be able to help other people too which I also think is cool because that's pretty much why I lived through all that crap is to be able to help other people because <laughs> seriously I tried to die in somewhere, you know, like I'm being told, no, you have to stay here. So evidently, I have to show people that they can live through some crap and come out (laughs) on the other side. And when I say crap, I mean some shit there. Um, I had to really put the emphasis on it. I had to go back to the South, reinvent my Southern self and say shit, because that's, yeah, some serious shit that I've been through. Uh, Anyway, uh, this I want to bring up some other stuff. So this month, on August 31st, it is Overdose Awareness Day. And we are going to have a special guest coming in here who works with harm prevention or harm reduction services, maybe harm prevention services, to talk about that. If you don't know what that is, harm reduction services are things like needle exchanges, uh, all the ways that they keep addicts safe and they, you know, keep other people safe because there are diseases running rampant and I can't tell you if it weren't for harm reduction services like that, I would be sitting here with multiple diseases right now. The fact that I don't have any diseases besides cirrhosis, which I guess I'll have for the rest of my life, but I won't die from cirrhosis. But other than that, I mean, I, I should have all sorts of things that I don't have and it's because of harm reduction services. So, um, and they also, the other things that they give out are like, um, save shots, you know, for people who are overdosing and stuff like that. Uh, so we're going to have an overdose awareness show because there's still people who, you know, use out there and there's ways that you can help them, especially if you have a family member who's an addict. I think it's something that you should always have in the house because one thing you never want to walk into is an overdose person in your house. It's not fun. You can always do the old school thing, throwing them in the bathtub. I don't suggest that because they could go into a heart attack. Or if you've got other people to help you, because man, is somebody dead weight when they've overdosed walk you gotta pick them up slap them in the face walk them around it's difficult it'd be much easier (laughs) i know the things i'm talking about right now god i'm glad my grandmother doesn't listen to the show uh but yeah it's like save shots and things like that are very important so we're gonna have a guest in here um when producer shark comes back when we're back from a little hiatus because you're going to ecuador yes you know, if you if this were a couple of years ago, I would hand you a whole list of pharmaceuticals that I would require you to come <laughs> back with. But now I just picture you and your cousin hiking through the jungles and it looking kind of like romancing the stone. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks well, going to look like Cartagena. I hope I better see pictures. Well, a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, the pictures will be my my cousin though is a uh, how, how how do you describe my What cousin? is it, Greenpeace, or what is it she does? Oh, no, she's a freaking missionary. Missionary, okay, yeah. right. She's a missionary but, in Ecuador. Yeah, and but the thing is, is like, I, there's, I'm going on a vacation, and whenever I go on vacation with, with my cousin, Gina, they're always, uh, it's like- A catch? <laughs> no, it's, no, not, a, no, it's a, um- it's not a like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm gonna freaking party like a rock star vacation. Right. It's more like, let's go. Like it's like, 
let's be tourists type things. You know what I mean? Well, that's cool. No, I know mean... it's totally cool. But like, you know, like I have like my best friend, Amy, who every time I go on vacation with her, I'm like, oh, I'm about to go on a shit show for two weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Amy's got a little of me in her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like we're going to go. We're going to go party. We're going to go like, uh, like I'll wake up on freaking, you know, I'll wake up in bachelor pads at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> with, um, Welcome to the Jungle playing. True story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and, you know, stuff like that. But then when I go to, when I go places with my cousin Gina, yeah, we go, like, we go to, we, like, we went to London together and we, like, <clears throat> went to, like, we went to all the places that you should be going to, the museums. Oh, yeah, like, you go see Big Ben, you go right. see the, the mansions mm. and the... And so, uh, and my, she's lived there for, like, six years now. She's been in Ecuador for six years? Yeah, but then, you know, her her, her missionary gig is kind of pretty cush. Is it? Kind of in the fact that she comes back home every year for a few months or a couple months. Interesting. Does she live in, like, a hut? That's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> what does she live in? No, I'll have to tell you off the air. Okay, yeah, she, we'll, we'll get into that later. Okay. She's uh, she's the most comfortable missionary I know. And the thing is, is she probably listens to this show sometimes. I, Hi, I, Gina. I know she does, so I don't want to like give her too much shit. <laughs> we're not giving. No, we're not giving her shit. But um, but yeah, um, so we're like, but she was really excited, and I'm too. I'm super excited because she's been bugging me about going out there for six years now. And but I, you're gonna run a marathon. It's not a marathon. It's a freaking 10K. It's not a marathon. But- Dude, to me, that sounds like a marathon. <laughs> what, Like, what is a 10K? Six miles. Uh, that's a lot of miles to me. Um, I guess not. No, no, no. Because when you do your 10,000 steps with your Apple Watch, you're supposed to walk like five miles a day. Six miles. But do you have to run the six miles? Or can I'm you no, walk? I'm in no training. I haven't had time to really train, so I'm in no, I'm in no training form to run or... Even and I don't really ever like my all the races that I've completed all the marathons and half or not marathons half marathons that I've completed. I kind of have these. I usually train on a on a walk run method, yeah, as opposed to like straight up running a jog walk. And so everybody thinks that like oh you run. And I was like no, I move for the I move for thirteen point one miles. I don't run these things. There's a big difference, but then everybody's like, "Well, at least you finish these things." And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, okay. I want to do one too." You should. I do. I've decided I'm going to do that. I want to do let's that. Let's choose one for next year and let's train for it. Okay, absolutely, 100. Well, percent Do they have sobriety ones? They, maybe they do. You know what? There's, run for they, sobriety. They do one in Nashville and they do one in New Orleans. Oh, maybe we should train for something where we go somewhere where we travel. We can go see the family. Exactly. Absolutely. I, although I will not run in Louisiana, and I will not even walk in the in the humidity. Okay, but yeah, we gotta like find in, a different place December, to go. Let's we can go, go to in December. Washington or Chicago or yeah. Something. Let's go somewhere I've never been. Okay. Yeah, let's totally. Yeah, we'll totally do that. That'll be awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll choose a place and we'll choose one of those rock and roll marathons that we could train for that those are kind of user friendly yeah like newbie type things good since i have well, no idea what i'm doing we can we can train for it and and and, and go cool do a half awesome. marathon i don't like to train i tried to train for a marathon it's i mean i know this is bad but it's like i can i can train i can get myself in a kind of in quickly get myself in shape for or in a way to finish a half marathon uh-huh but it takes way too much to be able to do that with a full marathon. You just can't. You can't. You have to really be disciplined with it. Right. I and can you have of, to like I pretty guess, much have all that time. I a guess day. the the right the right terminology is I can wing it with a for a half marathon. Right. 
But I, you can't wing it with the full marathon. No way. I tried, and I was just like, no, I'm not going to end up doing that. I'm gonna totally. Do I'm, I'm just going to like go the course of the half. <laughs> I get it. That's awesome. Well, well, when you come back, we will have uh, Ecuador stories, stories from the Ecuadorian jungle. Right. Well, we're going to try to have overdose awareness. We're going to try to do. We're going to try to squeeze in a couple more episodes. Yeah, we'll we try can. to squeeze in a couple more episodes before you leave. Uh, if you want to write us, uh, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O-Productions.com. Phone 415-496-9511. You can call or text on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab. Dana, and feel free to go on iTunes, subscribe to the show, and like us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Stay sober. Sex and drugs and rock and roll.